Welcome to episode 112 of P's and Q's Podcast. I'm Clay, that's Joe. Joe's not here. I'm Clay. Joe's not here. Uh, we tried to do remote recording this week, and our schedules did not co... Uh, they were not cohesive with one another. So I do a solo episode today. Um, I'm saving the Let's Talk Tuesdays for next week, but I talk about all sorts of stuff. I talk about the uh, pedophiles in Hollywood. I talk about uh, the... The district attorney going after Goodell and uh, Dan Snyder. Uh, oh, I get heavy into Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, the two Corys from the 80s. Um, let's just say you might be listening to his number one fan, Corey's Angels. That's his band. I'm going to give them a listen, show some support. Uh, yeah, he's going crazy, but, you know, guy's gone through a lot. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening reaching out to us on uh, TikTok and Instagram and the email pnqpod at gmail.com. Tell your friends about this. Tell your family. And we appreciate and love all the support that you guys have given us over the past year or so. We're going to keep the train rolling here, uh, even if it is just me rambling on a little bit. So other than that, sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! Drop! Shut him down, open up shop! Oh! No! Alright, I'm all set here. It's just getting uh, nice and cozy. So, so, doing another solo show. Um. This week was my first week at a new job, and just, you know, fucking life, man. Me and Joe are, am I? Okay, I was just making sure I'm starting at the right place. All right, we're all good. Uh, here's the thing, is like me and Joe in, in past episodes, like we've talked about doing the show remotely, so he can do it from his house and I do it from my house, and... Uh, also, in previous episodes, we've talked about being uh, fucking stupid. Now, the thing is, is this time in particular, I really, really think I've got the remote recording figured out. But I started my new job this week, and uh, we were going to go Wednesday, and then I couldn't go Wednesday, and then Thursday turned into a shit show. And now it's Friday, and so I I have no options, man. I have no options. i got to record solo, so we're going to do a solo one. We're not going to do, uh, well, maybe we'll do a couple of reviews, but we're not going to do just exclusively reviews. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about some shit. Uh, I, I feel like maybe I'll talk about Kanye. Maybe I'll talk about. Uh, one thing that me and Joe touched on in an earlier episode that got recorded, but the audio got fucked up was, uh, did you know that Kevin Spacey during Epstein Island, like when that was popping, Kevin Spacey only got invited one time. And then I guess per people who used to frequent the Island basically were like, Kevin Spacey's not allowed. Do you know how much a fucking deviant you gotta be to be kicked off Epstein Island? That's bananas. 
I mean, he killed, he had to have killed people. Allegedly. Do I have to say that? Do I have to say allegedly? If I'm just like, because I'm not stating it. I think that, (laughs) I think that on Epstein Island, Kevin Spacey, okay, so here's what we're going to, if you're not driving, close your eyes. You're on a private plane. You're about to land on Epstein Island because you're a pervert. That's you, not me. Okay, your eyes are still closed, perv. And you look around the airplane and the who's who of everybody. 1996, they're all there. Chris Rock, Bill Clinton, Bill. What's that? What's <laughs> all I can think is Bill Nye, the science guy. I don't think he frequented the island. I'm talking Bill Gates. Bill Gates. You're looking around this plane and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm about to go have sex with youths on this island. And everybody's drinking champagne. You know, maybe maybe there's some whiskey going around. There's definitely some cocaine going around. Definitely a lot of cocaine just buzzing around that private plane. Everyone's getting ready for the most reckless adventure of their life. And then you look over and you make eye contact with Kevin Spacey. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a look in his eye. And you know that. We know that. We know that. Everyone's kind of... No one's openly talking about what's about to go down. But everyone kind of has the right idea, right? Everyone's going to Epstein Island with Jeffrey Epstein. They've heard rumors or they've been before. You know, this isn't where fundraisers go to happen. Okay, this isn't this isn't a charity island. This isn't uh, one of those movies you see where there's people in a like a black tie event in outdoor canopies while somebody makes a toast and they go and we raised eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars for kids in wheelchairs. That's not where they're going. They're going to the most deviant place potentially on the whole planet at the time when you think about it. What was going down there? For sure. And Kevin Spacey hasn't said a word to anybody. He's caught in his own mental theme park. And it is not a place you want to go. This isn't a a nice place. It's a very dark place. Kevin Spacey's theme park, Spacetown, it's a bad place. Spacetown is not a place you want to be. And he gets off of the plane they land, and everyone's like, all right. And maybe Jeffrey Epstein's like, all right, and everybody get in their private golf cart, and we'll take you to the main estate where we'll show you your rooms. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey just walks up. First thing he does is just headbutt some kid who's offering him, like a, like a, like a kid who works there, you know, like a 20-year-old. Way too old for them to want to fuck. But 20. And he's got like a, he's got some drinks like on a platter, I imagine, so, similar to like below deck when when the people get on, and there's that platter of of champagne. This kid's just got like two three cups of champagne on a platter. Bill Clinton's grabbed one. Everybody's Bill Bill Gates, Bill Nye, the science guy. They've all grabbed them, and they're heading towards their golf cart. To, and your eyes are still closed, okay? 
Your eyes are still closed. You might have subconsciously gone to Space Island or sp- sp- Space Land, Spacey Land. But we're back. Kevin Spacey's the last one off the plane. He walks over and delivers a headbutt directly to the nose and mouth of this poor young kid. Drops him. And, every- and that sets the tone. That sets the tone. That's when everyone goes, whoa. <laughs> uh, did Spacey just knock that kid out? Yeah, he fucking headbutted him, dude. He headbutted him, knocked him out cold, took his shoes off, and threw him in the fucking plane. Yeah, that was pretty weird. That sets the tone. Everyone goes, who, well, who invited Spacey? I don't remember inviting him. Nah, I don't remember inviting him either. Epstein's like, fuck. Just when I thought that I had the cream of the crop of celebrities and, and uh, moguls coming to this place, I had to invite Kevin fucking Spacey. He just knocked out that kid. Good thing he signed an NDA. Fuck. All right. Well, everyone get to their golf carts. Hey, let's let's take our foot off the gas a little bit, Kev. That's what that's what Epstein says to Kevin. Let's take our foot off. Let's take our foot off the gas a little bit. Four hours in, they're talking about maybe dinner plans or something. There's been a few rapes by then, so. The, the the plane's on the tarmac at this point. They're just they're waiting for liftoff. They're they're doing the Houston countdown, right? They're ready. They're getting ready to go to the moon tonight. There's going to be some sacrifices, right? There's going to be some wild stuff that's about to go down. Kevin comes out of his room covered in blood. Hey, where'd you get the blood, Kev? It's so crazy because that. It, okay, open your eyes. Open your eyes. You're back. It's okay. Just breathe. <laughs> like the thing, <laughs> the thing is, like Epstein Island is the worst place on the planet, and Kevin Spacey got his card denied, dude. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. So, anyways, um, gonna go solo tonight. It's I'm I'm in this back shed area that Allie and I dolled up this summer, and uh, I gotta tell you, it's fucking freezing back here. My toes are gonna go numb before the end of this episode. I promise you that. I fucking promise you that. That's easy. Um. So new job and shit. It's pretty good. It's not. I mean, here's the thing is it's an actual compared to what I was doing it's like a real life job like what I'm doing is like a real life job there's like I don't know (laughs) it's weird going to a job where um you're treated as an employee as opposed to like just a guy I don't know I don't want to sound like I'm hard up against my old job but this one's like it's like the real deal. I was outside today. I was fucking putting nets away and shit. And just taking orders. All sorts of good shit. It was dope. And uh, I thought I had the world by the balls. And then I split my left thumbnail all the way in half. Just caught it. I caught it last night on like the kitchen cabinet. And it was a little bit uh, hangy. It was there. Right? Because like 10 years ago, I blasted my thumb with a hammer. And it split it right down the middle. 
And one of the like old school deckhands on the boat that I was on was like, you should just pull that shit off with some pliers. It's going to hurt like hell, but you'll have a new nail grow in. And I was like, eh, not going to do that. Thanks, though. Thanks for the thanks for the offer. Pfft. I'm about to use my hands 16 hours a day for the next four months. No, thanks. Don't think I'll be ripping my thumbnail off today. Good suggestion, though. Now, looking back, wish I would have ripped the thumbnail off because my thumbnail has had a perfect line right down the middle of it. And when it grows, like, you know, the little white part that you clip off with clippers, when it grows, it it grows with a, a divot in the middle of it that leads down. So it's basically able to catch on anything. I caught it on the cabinet last night and made it bleed a little bit. And then I caught it on a goddamn piece of metal today and it ripped it all the way big but then it kind of sat back down son of a bitch this shit hurts and it's cold so now it hurts more i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm gonna do um fucking super dope lucia's into harry potter right now the movies which are actually a great change of pace from the the bullshit that we're constantly watching on Disney Plus. We're watching Harry Potter 2, which is, you know, it's a good one. Now, what I will say about Harry Potter is that dude, that dude forever, like even so, like the first time that Hagrid walks in through that lighthouse him and his like uncle and aunt and cousin are staying in which is how the fuck did they even get there they're staying on a rock island that's like 2,000 square feet in a lighthouse <laughs> where'd you get that property from that's some Epstein Island shit where'd you get that uncle Dursley fucking but uh, Hagrid does some magic and to no surprise, Harry's shocked. Everybody in the room is shocked besides Hagrid, right? And that's valid. Now, it's like in every, in all cinema, in all cinema, uh, whether it's like a TV show or, um, it's gotta be like sci-fi or horror. And it drives me nuts when people act shocked, like, days and weeks after the first supernatural or magic occurrence happened. So I was watching Harry Potter 2 and fucking Harry hits up. Uh, I'm going to lean back. I'm going to lean back. I'm going to get cozy here. I'm going to try and I'm trying to bundle up so I can just get warm as hell. And, but uh, Harry goes down to Diagon Alley. You know, with the Weasleys via fire pit, breaks his glasses because we all know Harry, right? He's a stumble bum. <laughs> He's a big time stumble bum. Breaks his glasses, runs into Hermione, who also I'm confused about because both her parents are Muggles, which are non wizards. So does that mean that Hermione was just born a witch? Because that's dope. Could you imagine having a kid and just being like, oh, shit, they know magic. That's dope. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would use that shit to our full advantage. Start YouTube, TikTok, all that shit. 
You know, if this was the 40s and 50s, I'd be like, all right, come on, Lucia, you're going to help me rob this bank. Not anymore, not 2022, but Hermione rolls through and she's like, what happened to your glasses again, Harry? Because if you recall, in the first movie, he had tape in the middle of his glasses and she fixed that. And even then, he's at the wizard school. He just went on a magic train ride and she fixes his glasses, I'm pretty sure, on the magic train ride. Where a chocolate frog just became life and jumped out the window. And then she's like, Rapero, Octaka, Rapero. And his glasses fix. And he looks shocked by that. You're on a magic train. So when someone does some magic shit, Harry, don't look so surprised. A year fucking later, almost to the day, she fixes his glasses again. And he has the same stupid fucking look on his face. She's like, Oculus Rapero. And his eye, oh. Harry, you like saved the school last year. You got Gryffindor an extra 60 point. You put him over the edge over Slytherin. Your boy just rescued you in a floating car. Harmony fixing your glasses is a non-issue. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like in, in horror movies when like a ghost does a thing and everyone's like, whoa. And then they see the first, it's the first time they see the ghost and that's fair. But then the next time when the lights flicker and there's someone standing when there's a six foot, it's not six foot, eight foot super wet naked dude with long ass hair and big gangly fingers standing at the edge of the hallway don't act like you don't know what's going on get the fuck out of the house move what are you doing dude i was watching it that one kid goes down that tunnel with like a can of aerosol and a lighter like that's a cool move that you're going into the city sewer, brother, to what kick some kid's ass? I'm telling you, if I ever made a, I'm telling you right now, if I ever made a horror movie, the guys would. <laughs> the main characters and the sub characters would know exactly what's up right away. None of them would be shocked. If I <laughs> Could you imagine? Like they see a ghost, they're shocked. Okay, cool. Like, two days later, they're watching the game, and, like, the beer on the fucking coffee table goes moving side to side, and someone's like, whoa! And, like, the guy who's seen it before is like, oh, yeah, that's fucking, that's my ghost. He's been chilling in here. He's been busting balls. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a quick break. I've been charging the camera, because I'm going to try and start making, I'm going to try and start making some, some podcast TikTok Shit, and once me and Joe get the remote thing going, we can post that on TikTok uh, and kind of go from there. So let me pause. Let me see if this motherfucking camera's charged yet. It's probably never going to charge. It's too cold in here. Nothing charges. I'm surprised the lights are on. I'm surprised the lights aren't like, it's too cold to turn on, dude. No way. No thanks. No thank you. Too cold. Next. All right, let me... Uh, let me let me put you guys on pause for a sec. Oh, the lights just flickered. Okay, I'm gonna put you on pause. 
Okay, and we're back. I found it. All right. So, D.C. Attorney General sues Dan Snyder Commander's NFL. Did I see? So, in the accumulation of an investigation that began more than a year ago, the office of D.C. Attorney General Carl A. Resign, D., said Thursday that it filed a consumer protection lawsuit against the Washington Commanders franchise owner Daniel Snyder and the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell, accusing them of colluding to deceive and mislead customers about an investigation of the team's workplace to maintain its fan base in pursuit of revenue. Quote, for years, the team and its owner have caused very real and very serious harm and then lied about it to dodge accountability and to continue to rake in profits, Resign said t- at, news, at a news conference. So far, they seem to have gotten away with it, but that stops today. Boy. The lawsuit was filed in the civil decision of the D.C. Superior Court. It'll... It alleges the team and league violated D.C. Commissioner Protection Procedure Act with public misrepresentation, omissions, and ambiguities of material fact, whatever that means. Resign's office said it is seeking financial penalties under the CPPA for every incident in which the commanders, Mr. Snyder, and the the NFL and Commissioner Goodell lied to the district Residents dating back to July 2020, adding the defendants could face millions of dollars in penalties. So, in conclusion, this doesn't matter. Never mind. What a fucking waste. What a waste. Who cares? Okay. What if you sue them for $5 million? (laughs) Make it 10. Make it 10. Roger... Goodell net worth. That guy looks like he's been to Epstein Island. I can tell you $200 million. So even if you sue him for a hundred million, he's still got a hundred fucking million. That guy looks like a pervert. You ever seen Roger Goodell? Just a still photo of him. That guy's got, that guy's got pervert Island written all over him. Oh yeah. Roger, you're a naughty boy. Aren't you? You're not a P's and Q's naughty boy. You're just a naughty boy. Oh, $200 million, though. That's a fucking shit. Like, he's bumping shoulders with with uh, Robert Kraft. Homeboy getting fucking rub-a-tug-tugsties. He, he's, he's, he's been there. He's done that. Okay? Oh, what a piece of shit. And then who's the other guy? I've never even seen what Dan Snyder looks like. Let's see here. Dan... Snyder net worth. The owner of the... Oh, this guy's a pervert. (laughs) Oh, shit. This guy is a pervert. And he, regardless of how much they sue him for, unless it's 4.9 billion US dollars, it's not gonna matter. It's not going to matter. How does the owner of the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Redskins, worth $4.9 billion? He's got to be way more. Jerry, no, Jesus Christ. Jerry Jones is worth $15 billion. 
How does Dan Snyder make his money? Snyder initially made his fortune with a marketing business, Snyder Communications. He started as a college dropout. After taking the company public in 1996, sold to French firm Havas for $2.1 billion in stock in 2000. What businesses does Snyder own? Uh, he is the current owner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, owner of the Dick Clark Productions Television Production Company. So, god damn. The franchise is valued at $5.6 billion. So if you sued him for $4.9 billion, he could sell the team and then be richer than he was. Like, I don't understand how you penalize somebody who has, like, <laughs> that'd be like going up to me and being like, all right, you're in big trouble. We're taking all your hats. All right, there's 50 of them. Take them. I'll just go get them again. Any normal person who does the shit that Dan Snyder did, which was essentially R-A-P-E, right? He, you go to jail for like a long time. It's not like a six-week thing where they're like, ah, oh, he's better now. In other countries, they chemically castrate you if you rape somebody. You shit me? <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. And they're like, all right, let's go take like 6% of their money. <laughs> That'll show them. That'll get this. That'll get that scumbag thinking the next time he wants to rape a cheerleader. That'll get him, allegedly. All of this is alleged. Oh, speaking of that, R.I.P. to fucking Aaron Carter, brother. Dies at 34. I'm going to pull up a TMZ, dude. Oh, man, dude. Aaron Carter, dead at 34. Dude, he actually, if I'm not mistaken, he had a couple fucking bangers. Is TMZ just... TMG's just a bunch of people dying. Comedian Gallagher, dead. So... Oh my god, dude. Uh, Jesus criminy. They have updates on this shit. That's weird. The singer turned rapper and actor was found dead Saturday in his LA uh in his house in Lancaster, California. Multiple sources tell us Aaron's body was found in his bathtub. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ they really they received a 911 call at 11 a.m. Saturday that a male had drowned in the tub. Okay, so here's the thing: homicides is a suspicious scene. We have no or evidence of foul play. It's standard operating procedure for homicides. I guess the obtained photos. TMZ obtained photos of sheriff's cars and paramedics outside Arab's home. And the property is surrounded with caution tape. Yeah, because that's usually what happens when somebody dies, dude. Like, when someone dies at their house, the cops show up. And they, they tape that shit off. Go take a picture of it. 
That's a good allocation of uh, company funds, TMZ, you assholes. They're they're fucking terrible, right? I get like, isn't that weird? That he's like, well, if you want, like, that's the price of fame. You're like, the price of fame is people taking pictures of me all the fucking time. That's wild. Aaron shot to fame back in the late teen, uh, 1990s as pop singer releasing four studio albums. Damn, I didn't know he had. F- I remember that he had uh, Aaron's party. That was a fucking cut. And then he got tattoos all over his face. And I'm pretty sure he dabbled in meth. Um, but the thing is, is there's a, there was a video he put out, uh, one day before he died, talking about how he wasn't suicidal and that if he dies, somebody did it and that his brother, uh, Aaron Carter, what was Aaron Carter's brother's name? Aaron Carter's brother, Jeff, Aaron Carter, Nick Carter. Ah, yes, of course, Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. Um, but so Nick Carter, <laughs> Nick Carter apparently is a RA peer and. Uh, people were threatening to kill Aaron Carter. This is per Aaron Carter's words on a video he posted. And he started a GoFundMe to get $100,000 so he could move to an undisclosed location because he was afraid that people were going to die. And the next day he was found dead in a bathtub. And that's real. That's an actual story. That actually happened. There's a video of Aaron Carter. And he's talking about how he needs a hundred grand to relocate his family to an undisclosed location because he's afraid that people are trying to kill him. Now I know that I just mentioned that he dabbled in meth, but you know, whatever it is either the world's craziest coincidence that he died or someone murdered him because he knew too much. Right. Right. Like, uh, Who's my boy from the Lost Boys? What's that guy's name? He's a boss now. He sings a bunch of songs. He's got jet black hair. He's like 55 years old. Um, Lost. Corey Fieldman. Corey Fieldman? Corey Fieldman. Corey Feldman. Dude. 1971? He's 51 years old. You should see a picture of him right now. Do he... <laughs> Corey Fieldman, A, still fucking has it. Corey Fieldman is... Okay. He... <laughs> he looks like Creed. From the episode of The Office when he puts that fucking ink toner in his hair. It's jet black hair. What's the name of his fucking band? Cause he's a he's a band. Cause I remember he he tried to do a um he tried to make like a, a publicly funded movie about 
like the the pedophiles in 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 Hollywood. And dude, that guy's just gone off the deep end, but he was so cool in the Goonies. Like think of all these movies. Okay, if you're my age, you're a little bit older. Think of these movies that he was in in the 80s, right? So, okay. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, 1984. I didn't know he was in that. Whatever. Uh, the Gremlins. Remember, remember that? Cool as kid. The Goonies? He was the Spanish. He was just a quick-witted Spanish-speaking little dickhead. Remember, he tells the, the cleaning lady. So the family's getting kicked out of their house. They have a cleaning lady who doesn't speak any English, which is wild. Could you imagine being kicked out of your house because you don't have the money? And then you're like, also, we're going to pay this lady like 50 bucks to carry our fucking groceries and paper bags around. And he goes up to the lady and he's like putting her through the tour, speaking Spanish, telling her they're going to like chain her to a fucking bed and, and fucking <laughs> lock her in the basement and shit. So, yeah, in the Goonies, he's hilarious. In Stand By Me, he plays the fucking World War II vet's son with the big bo Coke bottle glasses. And he he's fearless. Absolutely fearless. And it's no wonder. Oh, and then the Lost Boys. Cool. And the Lost Boys. Him and Corey Ham. The two Corys. <sighs> Dude. Doesn't get cooler in the 80s than being the two Corys. Yeah, you got your Rat Pack, you got the boys, you got the fucking Saved by the Bell crew. Being the two Corys, you're elevated. You're higher than. You're at the apex. It's no wonder that you don't go up, 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 and then just stay there, right? There's a very few amount of people who do that. Look at Johnny Depp. The guy thinks he's a fucking pirate. <laughs> But being, but then that's when you crash. You come straight down, right? Got a little drug and alcohol abuse here. Philman has spoken publicly about his struggles with drug addiction and alcoholism. He said he's, uh, he started due to abuse from his mother and his sexual abuse while in the film industry because he talks about that. It, it is weird that a lot of people are like, Hollywood? Yeah, right. They don't do any nasty stuff like that. Uh, the stuff they've been caught for is like super fucking dark, dude. The stuff they get caught, like the Me Too movement started from like the biggest of dogs in Hollywood being essentially R-A-P-E dogs, right? So, uh, Inceptor reported charged with possession of heroin, uh, and that's a tough one. Because I always expected him to be kind of a crack guy. But he had a heroin addiction, which is, as you probably know, if you listen to this, that's not me and Joe Speed, right? We're, we're pedal the metal. We're full throttle. Uh, feeling charged with a misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Who cares? Don't even take that off his Wikipedia page. Can't you take that shit? I think you could take shit off of Wikipedia. In possession of Xanax. So maybe he didn't really have that big of an He didn't really have that big of an addiction. He didn't really do crack. Like his boy Corey Ham, his boy Corey Ham, on the other hand, he went fucking hard, dude. That guy, well, he died of pneumonia in 2010. Whew. Friendship with Michael Jackson. Misconduct 
sexual misconduct allegations by Fieldman. As an adult, Fieldman has claimed that he's a virus of child sex abuse. According to him, he was molested by a man he first identified only as alias Ron Crimson, who worked as an assistant to Fieldman's father. Fieldman has indicated that Ron facilitated his initiation into drug addiction. Fieldman later identified the man as an actor and personal, former personal assistant to Cloyd von Grissom. He also accused child agent Marty Weiss and former ta- uh, talent agent and Hollywood underage club owner, which, what the fuck is that? An underage club? If you're the owner of an underage club, you're a piece of shit. I have this idea. I got a business plan. I'm going to open a club. I'm going to open a club. Yeah? What's going to go on in the club? Are you going to have like a uh, uh, tropic? It's going to be like Night at the Roxbury, right? Uh, you're going to have big lights and, uh, and glass tables in the bathroom. Mirror in the bathroom. Uh, that kind of stuff is it going to be that? And he goes, no, this is the better. This is an underage children's club, so kids can come and dance and drink sodas and do drugs with each other. It'll be great. Wow. Okay, so, uh, hello, Mr. Marty Weiss. Yeah, pervert. Club owner. Alfie Hoffman. Oh, no, no, never mind. Alfie Hoffman. Well, Marty Weiss might be a pervert, but Alfie Hoffman's a fucking real piece of shit. He, Hollywood underage club? What does that even mean? Of, well, of course that's what that means. You take people like poor young Corey Feldman and you fuck them in the bathroom. Jesus. Oh, that poor kid. Christ all goddamn mighty. Ugh. All right, let's skip past, Jesus, let's just, let's skip past that. Dude, Corey Feldman had a pretty fucking extensive list of movies. I mean, he's been in the game since 79. Time after time, The Fox and the Hound, Friday the 13th, Final Chapter, Gremlins, Friday the 13th, New Beginning, the Goonies, Stand By Me, The Lost Boys, License to Drive, The Burbs. He was so cool in The Burbs. He was so... Ricky? He was Ricky Wade in The Burbs? Round Trip to Heaven, he also plays Ricky Wade? Gotta watch Round Trip to Heaven. Blown Away, Step Monster, National Lampoons, Loaded Weapon 1, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, he's the voice of Donatello. Are you fucking kidding me? This guy's keeping a head on his shoulders after being sexually abused since he was a little pup, dude. Shout out to fucking... You know what? You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go Corey Fieldman's Band. Because he's in a band, and he blows the doors off. Uh, what's it called, dude? Music groups. I want to know what they're called right now, dude. Hello? 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 
What is it? Just Corey. What's the name? Yeah. Oh, Corey's Angels, dude. I'm downloading Corey's Angels on my phone right now. I'm going to show this guy a little bit of support. Corey's Angels. Mirror in the bathroom. Uh, artist. God damn it. He's not on Apple Music. Fuck. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going to subscribe to his YouTube. I'll subscribe to his YouTube. Dude, he can have my ad money. Corey Feldman can have my ad money. You shitting me? And... Subscribed. Subscribed. That's what I do for guys that I love. That's how I treat people that I love. And, man, you can go down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What a, From homeless to pro skater, Chad Muska. Dude, I remember playing as Chad Muska in Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3. Didn't know he was homeless. <laughs> you kidding me? Dangerous. Oh, man. Oh, see? That was the movie. Did it come out? I want to watch this. This came out in 2020. Corey Feldman came out with a movie called My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. Dude, hello. Hello. Dude, Hollywood's up to some sticky shit. And if people don't think that, like, Aaron Carter dead at 34. Corey Feldman going nuts. Corey Ham had pneumonia. Fucking bad look. Not a great look for you guys, Hollywood. Not a great look at all, friends. You better watch. You better watch your shit. Whew. Man, this, man, oh, man, this place just keeps getting weirder and weirder. I just, oh man see and this is where joe comes in and he's like yeah i mean it's it's bad place and it's like and then i try and bring like the political world into it being like pizzagate brother and he's like pizzagate's not a real thing and fucking tom hanks isn't a pedophile even though we know he is dude this is a very conspiracy heavy podcast when i'm riding solo isn't it isn't it Oh, hello. Science America. Crows perform yet another skill once thought distinctively human. Scientists demonstrate that crows are capable of recursion, a key feature in grammar. Not everyone is convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced right now. You want to know why? Because crows are smart as hell. Crows are smart as fucking hell. Oh, boy. What a world. Crows are some of the smartest creatures in the animal kingdom. Bingo. Thank you, scientificamerica.com. I'll take, I'll take that. I'll wear that crown. I know that. I already knew that. They also appear to show an innate sense of what numbers are, 
Researchers now report these clever birds are able to understand recursion, the process of embedding structures in other similar structures, which is which was long thought to be uniquely human. Recursion is a key feature of language. It enables us to build elaborate sentences from simple ones. Take the sentence, the mouse, the cat chased ran. Here's the clause. The cat chased is enclosed within the clause. The mouse ran. For decades, psychologists thought that recursion was a trait for humans alone. Some considered it a key feature that set human language apart from other forms of communication between animals. But questions about the assumption persisted. There's always been interest in whether or not non-human animals can also grasp recursive senses, says Deanna Lau, a postdoctoral researcher at the lab of Andreas Nider, a professor of animal physiology at the University of Tübingen in Germany. In a study in monkeys, this is a fucking super long. <laughs> this is a very long article. Uh, so, yeah. Dude. Did you know that fucking uh, crows will take, like, roadkill and meat and garbage and put it in the street where cars drive? So they run it over so it's easier for them to slide down their little razor-sharp gullet. Oh, man. What a wild world we're living in. We're just figuring this out about crows. Think about how much stuff. Why are we trying to go outside of the world? Right? Why are we trying to Why are we trying to go outside of the world? We don't even know what's going on in the world, brother. The enduring mystery of the dragonfly 44 galaxies. That's not something I want to talk to you guys about. Mirror in the bathroom. I got to figure out what that song's called. Mirror in the bathroom. The English beat. If you haven't heard that, if you don't know what song that I'm talking about, uh, look it up. It's on YouTube. Mirror in the bathroom. Mirror in the bathroom. <sighs> pretty much talking about doing coke, I'm pretty sure. Who doesn't love doing a little coke back in the 80s? Man, being in the 80s would have been sick. Just smoking in restaurants, doing blow in the bathroom. Like, oh man. Oh man, that would have been the best. Mirror in the bathroom meaning. This song is often... Oh, well, here we go. Here you go, Clay. This song was written by an English... Uh, this song is often misinterpreted to be about cocaine, which is office, which is often consumed on mirrors brought into bathrooms. The song actually has nothing to do with drugs, as Wakeling told Song Facts. In America in the early 80s, everyone gave me knowing winks and said, Oh, I know what that one's about then, Dave. Oh, so yeah, he's an English dude. Let me try that again. Uh, everyone gave me uh, knowing winks and said, oh, I know what that one's about, Dave. And it wasn't that the mirror in the bathroom at all. It was the one on the wall, 
and not the one on your knee. Okay, so he knows that the mirror goes on his knee. So he does do coke in the bathroom, just not this one. That's fine. And oddly, songs can become sort of strangely prophetic. But certainly at the time of writing, nobody had any money or any access to cocaine until after the song was out. <laughs> like, so when we made that song, we couldn't even afford coke. And then that song came out and we could definitely afford coke. And it was it was the best. Um, unlike... Uh, I'm not going to get into that too much here. Let's do uh let's do let's do a couple reviews and then I have two let's talk Tuesdays from p and q pod at gmail.com. We'll get those done and then I'm gonna go inside and upload this because it is fucking cold in this room. My toes, like I said at the beginning of the episode, my toes are fucking numb. I wore socks and Crocs thinking that was a good idea. Should have worn some boots. I should have worn some big time boots. Um, we played Minnesota. So let's go mini. Let's go Duluth. Minnesota food. Okay. More places. We're looking, remember, when we do this, we like to go under four stars. There we go. Little Angie's Cantina and Grill. It's got 3.7 stars. It does not look good. The pictures don't look good. You know, when you're not advertising your pictures properly, like one of the pictures on their website is just a bunch of booze. It's just a bunch of tequila. Like, I want to see what your enchiladas look like, brother. I want to see what kind of fixings you're putting on top of a tostada. I don't want to. Come on, dude. All right. How do we get to reviews here? Where we go? Where we go? Where we go? Uh, reviews? Hello? <laughs> um, I ordered their taco salad. Their lettuce was too soft and had no texture. That's not a reason you give someone a one-star review. Let's just get... Let's get that squared away. <laughs> All right. And we're going to go lowest. I'm <laughs> Okay, so this is J-Rod. This, this dog's from Texas. He's got 17 reviews. He's taken 103 photos. So this guy knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm from Texas, and the food was terrible. Actually... I'm from Texas. I'm from Texas, and the food was terrible. This food is not Tex-Mex. It's like they bought the tortillas from Walmart and got forgot to season on the food. Never eaten here again. The atmosphere is great, just like the drinks, but that's about it. <laughs> okay, so that's a one-star review from this guy because they didn't use salt. That, okay. The reason you give a place one star is when you find a fucking load of pubes in your food. Or, like, a waiter, like, you find spit in your food. That's a one star review. J-Rod, if the atmosphere was great and you liked the drinks and that's about it, you give them two stars. 
You give him two stars. Your Uber driver drops you off in the middle of I-5. That's a one star. Right? But they talk on their air in their AirPod the whole time that you're in the that's not that's a three star, whatever. They get you from point A to point B super fast, neck breaking speeds. Okay. Next one. I was so un- I was so unsatisfied with my meal that I couldn't finish it. The beans were not even solid. They were more of a paste texture. That's cause that's called refried beans. The rice wasn't edible. The beef oh, the beef on my tacos tasted like dog food. The tacos said they came with a sauce on the menu. Then I got them. They had two drops of sauce on them. Do not recommend. Again, gotta talk about that atmosphere, brother. Ordered steak shrimp fajito combo with rice and beans on the side, baby. Oh, actually, this is in Minnesota. So let's try that. Okay, here we go. Uh, so I ordered the steak and shrimp fajita uh, combo with uh, rice and bean sides. Uh, the wife ordered something else. The steak and shrimp were warmed over, not grilled. The cast iron skillet was uh, was barely warm. The beans were cold. The salsa sucked and the chips were very salty. We couldn't eat the terrible food for fighting off flies while we're swarming the table. Uh, the only decent part of the experience was the waitress, Maddie. Also, they had the nerve to charge a 5% surcharge for the people preparing the food. A tourist trap and an expensive one, too. Oh, this is turning into a New York accent. Let me... Uh, okay, so Minnesota, uh, uh, a tourist trap and an expensive one too. Uh, I will never set foot in there again. Okay, thanks, buddy. How did that go from Minnesota? I almost felt like that was spot on Minnesota at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I like the way this guy goes. Ordered the steak and shrimp fajita combo with rice and bean sides. The wife got something else. <laughs> Oh, you couldn't be more Minnesota in that moment in your life. <laughs> Ordered steak and shrimp fajita combo with the rice and beans on the side. And, uh, you know, the wife ordered something else. Steak and shrimp were warmed over, not grilled. The cast iron skillet it was on was barely even warm. Okay. But that is a part of the experience of getting fajitas when you order it at a restaurant. <laughs> You can hear your fucking plate coming from the kitchen. You're like, ooh. It's always nice to have somebody at the table at a Mexican restaurant get the fajitas because you're, you, you know your food's coming when you can hear it, you know. Uh, so, okay, so let's just continue the, the Minnesota theme here. We'll do one more for Little Angie's Katina and Grill. Apparently it's a tourist trap. 11 East Buchanan Street. <laughs> won't cut, you won't find me there. I can tell you that right now, buddy. <sighs> Great location. Nice patio. Friendly and attentive waiter. Terrible food. Very poor quality. Flavorless food. No seasoning. Wilted cilantro. Unripe avocado. Bland. Super salty chips. Super salty chips. 
Really disappointing given the great location and services. Is that turning in Chicago? No. Whatever. Either. I'm, I'm from the Midwest. Boy, howdy. How you doing there, bud? Uh... <laughs> this guy's this guy's uh, punctuation's all over the fucking place. I can tell you that right now. Great location, nice patio, friendly and attentive waiter. Terrible food, very poor quality, flavorless food, no seasoning. Wilted cilantro, awful. First time ordering from here, and definitely will be the last. Taco shells fell about. <laughs> <laughs> Taco shells fell about and there was so much cheese. Taco salad, awful. All meat and cheese, barely any lettuce. My husband ordered, order was missing from our takeout order. Called and had to go back for them. The service, the food, the whole thing was awful. I wish I was able to get my $86 back. Just awful. Don't waste your money. Oh my god. Wow, where do I start? Okay, okay, okay. So... We play Tampa Bay in Munich this weekend. I feel like Tampa Bay has only fire food. So it'll be lucky if we find a find a restaurant under four stars here. But uh, we're going to give her a go. We're going to 4.2. We got 4.2 there. And let's see here. Na, 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 na. Okay, I'm going to go one more page and I'm going to find the lowest four I can get. Whoa! Supernatural Food and Wine has a five star. That's rare. That's rare as, that's rare as hell, dude. Oh, there we found it. There we found it. 3.5 stars, battery, 615, channel side, drive, suite, 116, oh, it's in a suite, that means it's in a, uh, that means it's in what's called a strip mall, and since we're in Florida, I'm certainly not going to do the Floridian voice, because I don't know how that even sounds, is that southern, they may be like a southern thing, Florida Georgia line. Florida Georgia line, the lowest. Here we go. Okay. So this guy's got 33 reviews, 18 fudders. This is a year ago. One star. Cocktails took 40 minutes exactly to get to the table. Food took longer. Entrees came out before the appetizer. Order came wrong. Cocktails came wrong. Yes, everything was wrong. The bartender was rude, and at the end, I asked two shots of tequila, and they said the bar was closed, even though they were still working there. Check came wrong. The quality of the food is good, though. But if you want a great experience, this is not the place. You can find four other places with the same kind of food and excellent experience. Hey, those people that were working there behind the bar there, dickhead, were closing the bar. They're closing the bar. 
Yeah, I noticed. Uh, can I get two shots? Oh, the bar's closed. Yeah, but there's people still back there. Hey, you're an adult. Use your fucking brain. You've been at a job before. You've been at a restaurant. Certainly you've been there near closing time. People are cleaning up and getting ready for tomorrow's business. Fucking dumb, dumb. Where do I begin? Okay, so this is this guy's second review. Now, what you got to love about the guys with the low review count is that it had to have been really, really fucking pathetic for them to review it, right? Um, but here we go. Where do I begin? If I could give Battery zero stars, I would. That's a classic. I feel like we've ran into that before as a team here at P's and Q's Podcast where the guys are like, if I could give them a zero star, I'd fucking do it. Where do I begin? If I could give batteries zero stars, I would. From the service to the food and drinks, this establishment will be closed in a matter of months, if not weeks. Their quote-unquote top-notch cuisine consisted of lobster mac and cheese that did offer tasty lobster, although probably frozen, and spiral macaroni coated in a lukewarm cheese that was equal parts tap water and sour milk. And to wash it all down, their quote-unquote notable espresso martinis are simply spiked chocolate milk with a little kick. If you're looking for an overpriced venue that lacks true authenticity and just want to look and just want to look the part while your taste buds hate you every waking second, then battery is for you. But if you like zero star piece of shit restaurants, battery is not for you. Take my word for it. I'm a professional. They're top notch cuisine. Uh, also, don't get a mar. Don't get them espresso martini. Be like my boy up front. Get two shots of tequila. Bar's closed. Sorry, espresso martini. What are you doing? Fucking espresso. All right. Don't waste your time or money. Based on my experience and several other reviews I recently read, they won't make it to the end of the year. And that I can tell you. We had reservations to celebrate a birthday, and we were really excited to give this place a try. The ambiance is great. Everything else was utterly disappointing. We each ordered steaks, which were served a la carte, medium rare. They were served at different times, and each one was overdone. Now that is fucked, because you can't overdo a steak. That's disgusting. When we brought this to the manager's attention, the energy of the night shifted. He insisted the steak wasn't overdone, and instead of deciding to... <laughs> oh shit, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted the steak wasn't overdone, and instead, he decided to shine a flashlight onto our food to check if it was in fact overdone. And it was. <laughs> That's so fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, it's overdone. I don't think it's that overdone. I swear to you, I just put a piece in my mouth. It's overdone. Because steak, when it's overdone, it doesn't taste like steak anymore. It's chalky, and it's dry, and it, you need to wash down every bite with some seltzer water. Okay, well. Uh, you know what? We just want just two more steaks. Just do two steaks medium rare, like we order them, and it's gonna be fine. I got a better idea. Let me pull out the flashlight. Excuse me. 
yeah, no, I'm just going to pull that flashlight. I'm like, you mind if I cut your steak in half? Uh, I guess. Yeah, well, sure as shit, that thing's fucking overdone as hell. All right. Uh, adding insult to injury, he had me place our steaks on, on a separate plate he brought out to me. Then he dropped off new steaks. These were one step above raw. So they were just like, the fucking dipshit, those stupid dipshits at table 38 think their steaks are overdone. Oh, you want to see an underdone steak? I'll give you an understudy. Okay. Okay, fuckhead. It must be embarrassing to run a restaurant that boasts incredible steak and not be able to cook them properly. After returning our second steak, the night was ruined. We spent over $300 on dinner and will never return. The manager did nothing but gaslight us and insult us. The waiter offered us a comped dessert, but we didn't stay to eat it. We couldn't wait to get out of there. This is a this is a review. If all of this is true, I agree with the one star on this one. Because that's like everything. Every single part of it. Like who, The only thing that they said was good that was the ambiance. Anything, any room can have good ambiance. Any room ever. You could go to a fucking busted down, you could, like one of those torn up shacks in 8 Mile with Eminem, you could turn a room in that building into having nice ambiance. I promise. Everything else, like being gaslit into saying like, oh fuck, this steak's kind of, is your steak overcooked? My, my steak is very overcooked. Excuse me. Excuse me, hi, sorry. And I know they probably said sorry. Sorry to bother you, I know it's busy. Hey, this um, our steaks are a little overcooked. We, we ordered a medium rare. And um, we just like a couple of medium. These are, these are just really overcooked. Those aren't overcooked. You're overcooked. Get the fuck out of my restaurant. Sunday, 11 a.m., our waitress only had us for a table. Food overpriced and not worth it. The Crab Benedict feature French toast, Cuban sandwich, and two eggs with hash browns was cold. That's a fucking hearty breakfast, my man. Uh, the cook was inept or lazy to even toast the English muffin for the Benedict. As for salt, she brought an empty shaker. Couldn't get the waitress' attention since she was socializing with someone outside asked bartender for another salt shake i've worked in the food industry and this restaurant will only survive on its alcohol sales you know if somebody else from the industry tells you that your shit's fucked then your shit's probably you're in big big trouble you are in you're you're in deep doo-doo pal i can tell you that right now um man these are good okay so uh, we played Minnesota tonight. The Seahawks play Tampa Bay this weekend. We'll do like one more. We'll do we'll do one more, and Houston won the World Series. So let's do that. Here we go. Houston food. All right. Give me an under four in the first page. Come on, baby. Give me an under four in the first page. It's Friday. Give me an under four. Give me an under four. Fuck off. Let's skip right to three. 
And right there. Top of page three. This is a gift. 22. Okay, so 22 reviews. Autos, barbecue, Houston. Here we go. Let's read some reviews, baby. Lowest. This is from four weeks ago, okay? The ribs clearly were or have been boiled. Not sure why they call the sauce barbecue sauce. Oh, wait. We're in. Uh, let's go down to Texas. Here we go, baby. The ribs clearly were or have been boiled. Not sure why they call the sauce barbecue sauce. The cashier tried to charge me $3 for a cookie until I flipped over the package and realized $1 and some change. Never going back. And y'all can keep the 20 bucks. Well, guess what? They were going to keep the 20 bucks. Do you think they're going to read this and be like, oh, shit, Clifford, we're going to we're going to give you your 20 bucks back. Also, I think the thing that you were thinking about uh, for the cookie is called tax, but I could be wrong. Uh, here we go. OK, here we go. I left my purse at the restaurant. When I called to ask if anyone had found it, the person on the phone assured me it had not been turned in. I asked if she would please look under the table where I was sitting. She refused, stating that she already told me that the purse was not there. I went back to the restaurant, and lo and behold, my purse was there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Obviously, the rude employee intended to steal my purse as she was leaving work for the day. I don't know about that. I will never return to this establishment. Never. <laughs> rude, and I can only assume one thief... As an employee, that cannot be good for business. Food is mediocre at best. And that was seven years ago from a lady named Peggy. And Peggy, I don't think she planned on stealing your purse at the end of her shift. I think she probably uh, just didn't look and didn't feel like looking. But I have a feeling... That I know why you thought she was a thief. I'm not going to paint the picture for you if you're listening to this. But you know why. Alright, if I could... Oh, here we go. I, we got another one. We got another one. If I could give zero stars, I would. I ordered the chicken nuggets basket and fries and got my order a little too fast. I thought nothing of it. I take a bite of one of my nuggets and immediately get this rancid old smell like it had been sitting out for days. I almost thought up... Okay, come on. I almost threw up on the spot. Through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. You got stuck on that one. You got stuck on that one and you went through. How do I spell through? Through, that's a... T-H-R... Uh, oh, yeah, through. Like going through a door. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. <laughs> thought. And you wrote thought just before that. God damn it. I almost threw up on the spot. The nuggets smelled rotten. I will never eat this place again. So she got some rotten nuggy nugs. Um, hmm. That's probably a good spot to end it as far as the reviews go. 
Uh, let me pause. I'm going to pull up these Let's Talk Tuesdays, and I'm going to go inside and salvage that warm, warm air inside my house. God, I'm so excited. Hang tight here. Okay. Um, I couldn't find my Let's Talk Tuesdays because I don't have internet out here, and so... Uh, yep. I'm just going to... I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it, and we'll save the Let's Talk Tuesdays for next week. Hopefully, me and Joe will be able to sync up a schedule and get the remote learning. (laughs) Remote learning, that's not a thing that we're talking about. Remote recording uh, all squared away. I appreciate you guys uh, hanging on on this one. Uh, It was a good episode. It was kind of fun, right? We had a little fun. We got a little naughty. We did a little conspiracy stuff. Come on. Come on. All right, um, other than that, uh, take care of yourselves and your family. Love you guys. Me,